It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. should be sound i hope but if i say something weird it's because of the booster shot my body feels terrible but my mind i feel like you normally say weird shit so i'm trying to figure out <laughs> if i sound more normal like normal over an individual above. like oh no that that's booster weird nick not normal weird nick no, it's probably, if anything, it'll calm me down and I won't be weird. Well, because... yeah, what's, yeah, what's going to happen is you're going to pronounce people's names properly and... and, and, and... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nick is a scroll. What's going on here? <laughs> what the booster Who shot you? does what to you, you. What have you become of our friend? Mitch, have you been it's to space? <laughs> Injected with a symbiote, 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 whatever the fuck. The See, say. you're symbiote. doing it now. Are you Nick? Kyle's <laughs> dressed me down so many times on Marvel Multiverse Mayhem for mispronouncing symbiote. That's correct, though, right? Symbiote, symbiote. I don't even remember. I, I symbiote. I, I feel think I like pronounce it symbiote. I feel I can't remember the way they say it in the Venom trailers. The wrong way, but I can't remember what they say in the Venom trailer. We watched like just Venom and Spider-Man world, Three, and I was just right? mispronouncing it. Symbiotic symbiote. I feel like you don't say one the way that you should. I think you're right because you say symbiotic relationship, but when you're just saying this symbiote, symbiote, that's not how. I don't think that's how you say it, right? It's, I don't know. You know what? Uh, I'm not going to have a five minute discussion about Venom because that movie. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how you say it. It all translates to ass ass <laughs> that film is straight is that ass or spoken. ass how do you pronounce oh. ass nope. ass here i'll tell ass. you what it's booty sweat all of that booty sweat <laughs> booty sweat cracking ass open. Open. man <laughs> thinking about that fucking movie anyway hello welcome to breaking geek radio the podcast the premier flagship international podcast of lrm online i'm your host brandon jones and there is no jammer only zool and so we are one member short of the land. land, land blah, blah, blah. See, I'm Nick. The Fantastic Four. four. The Fantastic <laughs> Four. Um, we got some Nicks and some Dannys in the room. Gents, what's going on? Not much. Not much. Although not I've just been say... depressed. I've just had the, my life force sucked out of me by watching, um, uh, what have I just watched? Hellbound on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Did you finish it? Did you finish the whole thing? Today. I've binged the whole thing. You today. watched it all, oh, really? I, I know, right? I, I it's really almost six hours some... of television. I know, and it wasn't exactly <laughs> happy television either. It's not exactly joyful, Charlie and the Chocolate Sweet Tree fucking Snoopy thing. It was hard work. But so at wait the same a minute, time, you're the same guy. You're the same guy who was like, that. "Hey, I had to get rid of my Xbox because I was yeah, watching. I, I was playing too much Halo." So you just chuck your TV out of the window now. No, I broke it first. <laughs> and then for so no one else could use it. <laughs> yeah. How'd you enjoy it? 
I did. Well, that's the funny thing. It's not exactly a happy show, right? But I did enjoy being fairly depressed watching that film. But it was really captivating. That I think that's the key to it. It really did make me want to keep watching and see, especially when it did. Uh, minor spoiler alert: when it did the little time jump of three or four yeah. years, that that was like, oh shit, is that over now? No, there can't be. There's four more episodes. What? Oh shit. Okay. And then, but immediately ten minutes in, I bought into that and it was fine. But other than that, I was. I was I was hooked on it. So, so yeah, so no spoilers, but I definitely recommend that you watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Um, but try to watch it when you know. Make sure you are close to your happy place that you might need to go to every now and then, just to remind you that the world's not that bad just yet. Almost. Yeah, cool. I want to watch. But not it. yet. I hadn't heard about <laughs> it until today, but I definitely um, want to check it out. I talked about it. Let's remember. No. Okay, it was a couple of months ago. No. Um, <laughs> memory doesn't last what, that long. <laughs> what I, what I think is funny about um, what you're saying, Danny, is it having to be next to a happy place. It kind of reminded me of Dementors um, a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like if Dementors went to the gym or like, you know what, this rock dude, this Dwayne Johnson motherfucker, he's got it. So we're just gonna do that. So I don't know. Yeah, I, they were I a bit like that. It yeah. was brutal, though, wasn't it? I mean, the the, the trailer. If you, uh, Nick, if you have you seen the trailer, Nick, at least Did mm -hmm. you see the trailer for it. Okay, well, when you check out the check out the trailer first, because the trailer gives it uh, um, an impression that it's foreboding and nasty and quite scary. But when that whole scene itself plays out, should we say for real in the show, it's really fucking brutal. It's it's not it like okay, this has set the tone for what I can expect for the next seven hours of my life. And it and it doesn't let up really. Even when the action's not on, it really is just hard work. I'm, I'm desperate not to try and spoil it too much, but it's hard. It's yeah. hard work, but it's really good in the sense it you know asks questions. And I said on the Slack channel, it's another one of those. Sadly, it's a very good representation of what potentially is happening in the world at the moment. Glamorized a little bit, like the Squid Game. Um, it's like yeah, I can see that being a thing and and people doing that kind of shit and. And sadly, this film film series does exactly the same thing. Definitely worth checking out, though. But make sure your happy place is nearby. Yeah, I think so. My impression of it is exactly the same without doing spoilers. It almost reminds me of, at least in trailer from Don't Look Up, where you're just like, yeah, I could see people acting like that. Like, that's very oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Preparing to Don't Look Up. That's interesting. I mean, I haven't seen the whole movie, but just the idea of, like, this is how people act when this thing happens. Yeah. So, yep. Yep, Sounds yep. great. I might just spend my day on the couch watching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, looking forward to see what Nick thinks of Hellbound. Until then, you guys ready to get into some news? Yeah. yeah. News. Punch it. Engage. Punch it. Let's fly. Engage. <laughs> Let's fly. You gonna say it? Is that all of them? Is that all of them? Engage. Let's hit fly. it, right? Doesn't one of them say hit it? Kick the tires, light the fires, something like or that. Do Kirk, Kirk and Bacar or do Kirk and... Uh, Pike both say punch it. Everybody says punch Thank it in Abrams movies. I think but. young Kirk says punch it. I don't remember what old Kirk says. I don't remember if it's the show or not. If he if he did it in Discovery, but in the movies at least, Bruce Greenwood's uh, Christopher Pike definitely says punch it. Said punch it. Yeah, I think that's right. And then Sulu disengage the parking brake. Just the joke. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Execute Spike, Spike Spiegel. Yeah, Spike I think Spiegel. Old Kirk says execute. 
fearless. Does he say execute? Who does? No, you're just making oh, older Kirk, like in the movies. Yeah. That makes sense. No, execute, execute. Doesn't sound right. Anyway, let us know in the comments below (laughs) how wrong we are about what old young Kirk say. Um, But anyway, that said, we've got a bunch of news, some of it related to some of the things we've already talked about. So for anyone wondering, uh, by the time you get to the end of Eternals, and I'm going to spoil something. So here's your spoiler warning. Five, four, three, two. So Icarus, uh, one of the characters who was played by Richard Madden. Was it Richard Madden? Is that? I think it was Correct. Richard Madden. Maybe. Uh, we were trying to figure out, maybe, maybe Richard Madden. Um, there was a question as to whether or not he was actually dead, right? So at a point in the film, we got to see the Eternals factory. And we saw where the judge made the Eternals. And there were multiple copies of them and all those things of that nature. But it turns out that Icarus is dead. So at the end of the film he flew into earth's sun and died you know a little on the nose for icarus but here's <laughs> what the producer had to say uh, what is the melting point of an eternal how long does it take for uh, for them to literally melt an eternal robot for what it's worth yeah it was always that he can't bear to face his family after what he's done which he realizes i don't think that icarus even thinks he's wrong i think that he just has so much regret He's very sorry. I think he's sorry in a way that he lived his whole life on that on this planet. And that's a lot of burden to carry. So really, that act is basically saying, I made a mistake, but I can't face my family and I can't go on living. So producer uh, pulling a Nick doll, even within that, own sen- that sentence saying like, I don't even think he's wrong. And he's like, I made a mistake. Like, okay, well, um, <laughs> At least from my perspective, that kind of robs any potential sequel of the tension that I would have wanted to see because they didn't say that Selma Hayek was also dead. And so I would have loved to have a scene where everybody's kind of pointing the finger at him when he eventually comes back because there's no reason why he couldn't. Based yeah, there's another one. So, he yeah, wouldn't have the uh, memories of Earth. Yeah. Or being a dick. So, <laughs> or even let me, his let me family. Let me hear you all thoughts. Let me, some, somebody say something. Let's hear it. It's what I imagine. Like it's not. I mean, it's basically what I assumed that moment was. But like I said, doesn't mean they can't bring back the actor. You know, brainwashed. Almost do like a Legend of Tomorrow thing where they bring back different actors as different characters. <laughs> but he would just be a different version of Icarus. You know, mind wiped. Or maybe they next movie find the facility and are able to get everyone all their memories back. You know, who knows where the Eternals will return? Hopefully never. We'll see. Danny, what do you think? Oh, I'm sure they'll find a way to bring him back because he was uh, he was a, 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 a pretty major character in that in that film. My, even my nephew said that he had he'd obviously flown into the sun to kill himself. So I think it was quite clear to all age groups that that was their intention. But I think it's quite <laughs> easy to bring him back. Uh, like you say, Nick, where they've got all the 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 previous models all lined up and they clearly keep all of the memories and stuff anywhere. I have so many questions about that film though, like how this and what that, and but what if this and all that, like, there's so many questions I have to ask about that film that I, we could do another show on it and I could ask Marvel people and we get 20 minutes. We're not going to do it. Now. <laughs> no, no <we> exactly. <laughs> It's the only Marvel film where I, I, I enjoyed it. I loved what they tried to do, but I have so many fucking questions. 
it's just it's quite frustrating a little, a little bit frustrating like, but 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 everything's but but oh fuck it <laughs> <laughs> my only yeah. question about this movie is why why was it so long and so bad but anyway any other wasn't comments that bad. On... wasn't that good either it was yeah, a disappointment yeah. to be sure <laughs> i thought it was just so here's the thing there's this quote i i feel like i say it all the time disappointment is the thief of joy or expectations are the thief of joy. I expected it to at least be entertaining and it wasn't even that. Mm -hmm. So where I think before I would have walked out and just gone meh, I walked out and was like, I don't understand how you have a film by an Oscar winning director and it is just that meh with, like you just said, Danny, so many questions. And what mm -hmm. we ended up getting out of three hours wasn't particularly good. Mm -hmm. No, I see your point. I agree. Yeah, It's probably one of the most disappointing movies i've seen since super eight there was so much hype and it looked so good and then you watch the movie and you're like oh okay yeah. good thing they're gonna invent stranger things in a few years and do the fears and do this yeah. genre right <laughs> i mean and, and i get it i, I think my, my disappointment's on me right my in some respect my disappointment is on me because i expected it to at least yeah. like hit a certain bar and because the marvel bar like even worse so there we go that's that's that eternal's over <laughs> eternal's over eternal's done no longer eternal. Except for Blade. So. Can't wait for that. I'm super excited to see him and Black Knight do some things. I, I think for as little work as they did with that character, um, the Black Knight, I am curious to see what they end up doing. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Moving on. Ready yeah. to move on? Yeah. All right. Yeah. More in Marvel news. So this happened over the break, over the Thanksgiving break, which I'm sorry I didn't prepare the audience for. We're just kind of not here. I apologize. I won't do that all, again. All day week. <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. Um, so the power of the Black Panther has been removed. Uh, Letitia Wright, who sustained minor injuries, reported on this back in August. Turns out that they were saying that they were minor injuries, but they actually might be slightly more serious than that, requiring her to recover for a little bit longer. Um, so the Black Panther Wakanda Forever film has been put on hiatus. And the film had already been wow. pushed back uh, mm -hmm. from its July 8th release date to November 11th, 2022. And it's expected to be able to still make that release date. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate news to hear that there's only so much that they can do without um, basically one of the stars of the film. So we'll see what happens next. Danny, what you think? Well, I was my my immediate reaction was, are they going to postpone the release, and how does that affect the rest of the Marvel films? But you ended that you ended that little intro there by saying that they're still expecting to hit that, that November release date. So. Although it's sad that um, unfortunately they've still got to wait, and while Letitia gets fixed and healed, there's not much we can do, right? It's still going to come out November the what did you say, twenty second, twentieth, twenty second, eleventh of twenty twenty two. November. And then, sorry, yeah. It? So uh, sorry, yeah, no, yes. Isn't so I'm okay. If, if, you know, if, as long as they hit that, it's all good. Isn't Ant Man the first movie of twenty twenty three? You know, I'd be you fine if they flip questions. those two. Let's, listen, this is what I need you to do. When Danny's talking, I need you to just like Google some shit. I don't know. You can't just sure it is. these dates. I don't know. Those are numbers. I'm bad with numbers. It got pushed back when they pushed everything else. Pretty sure it's the first one, but I, I would love if they switched those, if the order didn't matter, because I, I, I want to see Kang. Did you guys see the t-shirt? The crew t-shirt? No. What does it look it's like? a broken Ant-Man oh. helmet, and you can see Kang's reflection in it, just barely. Oh. And he's he looking more like comic Kang than he is uh, yeah. just Jonathan Majors chilling. 
I miss that. I wish that would should have been a good story. I didn't think of it. But yeah, if you can find it online, teacher they gave all the crew, and of course they take pictures of it. And sometimes these things spoil little things, and it's the closest look we've had at Kang, though it's still not super clear. It's literally a broken Ant Man helmet, which reminds me of the Dark Knight Rises poster. And then there's a reflection of Kang in the helmet, which reminds me of like the old Spider-Man posters. Oh yeah, this is uh, relatively recent. The story is yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, this is a very cool shirt. Uh, So I just googled it while Nick was talking, and there's an individual modeling this shirt, um, and it's exactly as he described it. This looks cool. Yeah, I think you're right. So immediately, I'm more excited for this than I am (laughs) the. uh, the Black Panther sequel. And let's see. Uh, who said this? So Jonathan Major said, I felt pretty loose and free on the Loki set and all the powers that can be are just open hearted. The character is different. So you move in a different way. My psychology is shifted because of the character. He's just a different guy. He who remains is not an Ant-Man. It's Kang. But the people surrounding us, the cast, my leading man, Paul Rudd, that's different because Paul is not Tom Hiddleston. This is a movie, not a TV show. I've been here since the beginning, and I came in the end on Loki. Came in at the end on Loki. What? Thank you. I'm glad you re rechanged that because that was just odd. Hey, hey, I corrected it myself. <laughs> I'm really, I, I hope he doesn't. On Loki. I hope he doesn't Loki. change yeah. up the performance too much. I'm sure he will, like do a darker one, and then like, because I just he's the most fun I've had with a character in Marvel this year. Like big screen or little screen he just i love to watch that final episode just his scenes over and over again because he's just so so he's like one of the I, best villains since like norman osborne oh i know what you mean but my guess this could be totally wrong is that you're going to get a just come a total yeah. contrast right like you got a guy who's like they said loose happy free whatever on loki's set and then we're just going to get a dude that is a complete monster um just wait until so, you meet my variants. Yeah, I can't. I'm See actually super soon. excited. Because <laughs> um, if this guy is to the right, meaning further down the road than what we saw in um, The Heart of They Fall, like that that terms of sternness and seriousness, mm. then I'm all for it. Same. Like, I, just, I just want it. I just I want just love me some Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. So that'll be exciting. Uh, like I said, uh, unfortunately, Wakanda forever. Uh, as excited for that as I am for this, but we'll see. We'll see I'm honestly happens. not that excited for that one just because of the uncertainty of just where the story could go. Like if we had Chadwick or we had a Black Panther recast, I would be more confident in it. But I mean, it's a great filmmaker, writer. Yeah. Uh, a few, when they were still crafting the script, uh, Everett Ross, who plays Everett Ross again? Tim from The uh, Office, Watson. I'm just spacing his name. The Hobbit. Tim Watson. Who's Tim Watson? No, he's he's on. He's Tim from The Office. He's Watson. He's The Hobbit. I'm just what, blanking on his Unfortunately, unfortunately, I do not watch The Office. So I, I could help you out, Nick, but I'm just enjoying Martin you Freeman. struggle trying to Tim Watson. You mean Doctor Watson? Sherlock Holmes. That's, well, that's why I said Tim, he was Tim on the original Office. What? <laughs> Come on, Nick. You can do it. Tim's yeah. in the office and he was Do- <laughs> Dr. Watson in What's It and, and he was a hobbit. <laughs> well, I mean, he's obviously one of two hobbits that are super important. <laughs> no, but yeah, he said in an interview a while ago, back when he didn't even have a script, that 
he felt like Ryan Coogler was trying some crazy shit and he kind of didn't believe it, but he's like, I have trust in the director. <laughs> when he showed me it, he was like shocked. He's like, as a quote, where he's like, I was shocked when he showed it to me and what it would involve, especially for his character. Okay. So. Interesting. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, given their comments about not recasting T'Challa. Um, I'm, you know, we always used to say in Marvel, we trust between this phase and what they've said about what they're doing with this movie. I'm not quite there anymore. So. That's why this one worries me a little bit. And I'm like way more excited for Ant-Man. Yeah. I think those statements plus what we've gotten thus far is what has me worried. But, but if Ant-Man's done with production and they have to delay Black Panther too much, that seems like it would be an easy switch unless yeah. Black Panther is important to Ant-Man, but those seem to currently be on different paths unless Kang is also know. an Ant-Man or some shit. <laughs> I never would have thought that, what was it, the end of the, is it civil war or winter soldier where we got um where it was basically implicating ant-man i wouldn't have thought that one of those led to the other the one where they had bucky and the vice oh yeah and anthony mackie's like yeah i know somebody so who knows <sighs> remember those heady days this moving on captain america will need ant-man different captain yeah. america <laughs> what's going on tic tac so <laughs> We got some we got some Marvel slash Sony news. Uh, so Spider-Man trilogy, we're getting another one. Uh, Amy Pascal Matt, was recently interviewed and she said, <laughs> can I say something about that? This is not the last movie we're going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We're getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't part of dot, dot, dot. We're thinking that this is three films. And now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not our last MCU movie. Marvel and Sony are going to keep making movies together as partners, baby. I added the baby. That's not Amy. Amy, <laughs> Amy Paxel doesn't say that's, that. That's <laughs> she's, she's much Doesn't worse. say bro either at the end of every doesn't sentence. Doesn't say bro. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I think this is interesting news because what we do know about the Spider-Man films right now is that um, John Watts, who's been directing these three films, he's going to be directing a Fantastic Four movie. So regardless of what happens going forward, if they're going to make another three movies, he's not going to be doing double duty on Spider-Man and Fantastic Four. So no. the thing that makes me excited is that at least we're going to get another tone. Uh, yeah. different tone, hopefully. For an older uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. See a little um, college and hopefully a little adult life after that. I don't want three no more college. films. I don't want no college. Tom Holland is 25 years old, right? I feel like they can just okay. skip college. Just, just, just fucking jump. Do like a right. six year jump again. So it's even set farther in the future. <laughs> I can't okay understand the timeline just, right now. Just like jump over it. It's cool, baby. So um, I, I think that that's the thing that excites me the most is a, a new director to uh, potentially a new creative team because I'm hoping that a different director would want a different set of writers and mm -hmm. then three, the potential to have him move beyond uh, high school or college. But that's just me. Yeah. What do you guys think? That was super exciting yeah, I agree. to hear the news. Put him in a um, job, put him, put him in the grown up world, give him work, give him a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're going to keep going. Like when they did the first three and then Tom Holland was like, I don't want to be playing Spider-Man to my thirties. I was like, but we've never really grown up with Spider-Man. We have an adult Spider-Man who graduates 
college high school and the amazing spider-man movies as in high school for one movie even though he's not the right age and you've toby mcguire graduating to the adult world in like the first 30 minutes of that film that's right so interesting to see a spider-man we've grown up with become an adult maybe mary mj if she I don't know. I remember the marriage is what they considered ruining the comics, and they did one more day to erase it or whatever. But people hated that even more, right? Like, I feel like yeah. that's not a beloved storyline. No. But, um, one thing I forgot from the quote is um, Amy Pascal went on to say that the parallel universes make for so many interesting stories, but I don't think that every single movie is going to end up taking place in the multiverse. I think it's really exciting. And this movie certainly does. And she's referring to um, the newest Spider-Man film coming out this month. So I had a thought about what thought, would, this would piss off Danny if they did this. I don't think they will do it, but almost like a DC thing. They maybe they decide they want to do a character on its own. And I even said it in the MCU hmm. or something. But then I thought that's a terrible idea. This man, I came up with the thought. I'm like, that's an awful idea. <laughs> what, like a Spider-Man just out there, not in the MCU? Just any character. Well, if they're like, oh, we want to do this character, but we don't want to interact with anyone else. Let's do like like the Dark Knight trilogy or like, you know, whatever they're doing at DC right now. Some of them are just like, this Batman's <laughs> different than the other two Batman. But whatever the hell it is they're doing over there at DC. I wish I knew. <laughs> they need to hire Amy Pascal. <laughs> no. They just really don't. Well, maybe they'll uh, get Kathleen Kennedy. That would be better. I would take that. I yeah. Be upset. Although she, well, could, like she I, wouldn't be able to find like a director. I I'd be worried about who they hired to, to direct the movie because they'd be fired. <laughs> well, it would change six months later anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they hired, it wouldn't be the one that finished it. <laughs> Listen, I know we've been filming for six months, but it's just not working out. Just not working Let's out. Shoot the film. <laughs> yeah. You have to try that again. Try that again. Um. So that's kind of it for our Marvel news. We've got some Star Wars news, and I think this might make Danny excited. I don't know. It's hard to tell <laughs> what he likes. But uh, Natasha Lou Bordizo has been cast in a lead role opposite Rosario Dawson in the upcoming uh, Star Wars Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so in my head, I heard Jammer correcting me, and I was like, wait, did I say it right? And like, <laughs> so, He's always felt his presence so, is always yeah, with us. Damn it, man. It's like the force. Uh, so this spinoff of The Mandalorian, we're going to get to see uh Tano, as we just did in The Mandalorian show. But um, Miss Bordizo will be playing Sabine Wren. And this is a character from the animated series Star Wars Rebels. And at least for me, someone who liked the way that show wrapped up, I'm actually kind of excited to see where this goes. And I was curious, Danny, did you watch all of Rebels? No, I, I I got all the way through Clone Wars, remember, and then I decided to take a bit of a break because I did the Bad mm. Batch, did all of the Clone Wars after that because I've been putting that off for a long time and then some other stuff came up. But Rebels is next on the list because I know there are a lot of things that are linking, uh, um, like you just mentioned, the new Ahsoka show with uh, Mandalorian, etc. So I should catch up. So I don't know this character. So you, I'm going to have to ask you, is this someone that looks like it could well fit in to what Sabine looks like. I mean, with the magic of technology and makeup and all that kind of stuff. Does she look the part? Can you recall what the, the character yeah. looked like in Rebels? I think 100%. So more so than a lot of other casting. Well, actually, I wouldn't say it necessarily for this. Uh, for The Mandalorian, when they have cast people to do live action roles, they've 
done a pretty good job of matching yeah um the character for the cartoon mm -hmm. in the in the case of Sadie Katie Sackhoff it was just like here Rosario this, this Dawson yeah, yeah Rosario yeah. Dawson well yeah so the only reason I didn't say Rosario Dawson is because that that was Katie Sackhoff voice yeah. character right so and then yeah, is one for character. one yeah right um with this person this is not the person who voiced um the character but it, looking at her like no no that is 100 percent the visage of the person that she's playing um okay what's you say the name was something ren right sabine no oh, oh the thanks. character or the yeah actress? the character the uh, sabine ren yeah so is that related to the knights of ren or something or mm -hmm. even inquisitors mm -hmm. it's just they like the name I ren for whenever they to did. the best of my knowledge <laughs> no it's spelled different so okay. the Knights of Ren is R E N, right? Kylo Ren, yeah. R E N, yep. like Ren and Stimpy. She's got a W, is, right? That's right. She's got. Oh, a w okay. For win, win, gotcha. win, win. Yeah. Uh, it's so Star Wars. I'm excited by it because at the moment, like I said in one of the chats, at least all their shit is canon at the moment, so I can keep <laughs> up with it. I'm not like all of it, but at least. Know what you're talking about? You said the MCM. Like. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. That's the. Is that what that is? That that's that's what Nick. Me and the other guy just were calling it that. It as oh, you've made the up MCM, a the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. No, in fact, I didn't say changing. We're not the first me, ones so to say it. Because I almost changed our podcast name to that after Loki. And then what happened? Mar I think I searched it, and a thousand people are already using Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. So we're like, nah, let's not shoot for the name in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone obviously thought of that. Interesting. We'll see. I, of course, thought it was manual for courts martial. So, <laughs> you had like a real answer. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's like you NATO, the like National Association of Theater Owners versus NATO, the one that matters. I look like a clown. I'm going to put on my clown nose because I'm so wrong. But anyway, anything else, guys? Wait, Nick, did you, what do you think about this? How do you feel? I don't know anything about the character, and I used to hate this kind of stuff, but what? Mandalorian taught me that I actually enjoy being introduced to live action versions of characters i haven't seen like i was afraid when they're introducing ahsoka and stuff i'm like i'm not gonna get any of this shit like i don't care about this character but i loved her episode of mandalorian so i'm excited for her show and meeting people like thrawn and stuff okay yeah right. from the history of star wars i remember reading multiple books about him that aren't canon anymore but yeah i know they focused heavily on him in the book series and even was it rebels is that the one that he's in or is it clone wars or no nah, it doesn't he's, matter <laughs> i think he's in rebels because i don't yeah. remember in clone wars jonesy was he rebels who are we talking about uh, uh thrawn thrawn yeah he was in rebels he was okay. not in clone wars so but yeah that was ezra ezra and thrawn this news doesn't mean much to me, but I'm going to watch the show regardless of who got cast in this character okay. or whoever this character is. I'm sold well, on the, the Star Wars shows okay. so far. I have no excitement for Book of Boa Fett, but if they release another trailer. Why not? It just... Yeah, why not? It doesn't look like anything... I don't know. It doesn't look like anything new from The Mandalorian. I know it's like set on Tatooine and he's like a gangster and stuff and this is kind of the gangster show they always wanted to make. But it's just like, doesn't look, they haven't shown me anything cool yet. And I mean, I'm definitely going to watch every episode as they air, even if the trailers don't get better. It's yeah. Star Wars, which they've knocked out of the park so far on Disney Plus. I mean, I so. wasn't, so unlike Danny, I wasn't asking in a judgy way. I'm asking because I, I similarly am like, it's fine. I'll watch it. 
but I'm I'm not excited for it. So yeah, it just doesn't have the appeal of like a Mandalorian season three or even Ahsoka, who I know so little about. Like I'd rather <laughs> check out that kind of stuff than go back to Jabba's palace and Tatooine and. And maybe that's it, right? Maybe it's the idea that you're you're getting something that's very samey versus with the Mandalorian, you didn't know a lot about it with Ahsoka because you're not familiar with the character. Yeah. It's all new, but you're you've been steeped in Boba Fett because people have been trying to make him cool for the last what forty fucking years. Boba so, Fett, where? Yeah, <laughs> he's not cool. People killed by a blind man. Killed by a blind man. Well, <laughs> not no, right? Apparently not. No, yeah, and they said that I heard they probably got to do flashbacks to that in some article this week. So I'm of two minds about it. I feel like it can't be as cool as I imagined it in my head. Like the way uh, Pat Oswald explains it on a uh, Parks and Rec, where he's like, "Cut to Sarlacc pit. A hand reaches out." Yeah, you know what my theory is? They just how he comes he back. Said. No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh. My theory is, uh, remember how the Crypt Dragon was living in a dead Starlick pit? Yeah. Maybe the Crypt Dragon fucked with the Starlick around the same time Bubba Fett went in and he crawled out. I think we talked about that apart. when we watched that episode. Yeah, that was my theory yeah. back when we watched the episode. So that would be cool to see. Hey, still could it's be true. Set up. You heard it here first. Nick Dahl was like, hey. You hear it here yeah. first, even though we said it months ago. <laughs> Well, you heard it here second again. You heard it here again. <laughs> again first time. For the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've got some news Nick might be excited about. So there is a the opening five minutes of Jurassic Park World Dominion. Domination? Dominion. Domination. Domination. They wasted domination. the best animation. Title. Domination. Should have been Jurassic World War. That would have been cool. That makes that's basically what it is now after the last one. Just coming up all the good fucking ideas today. See what happens if Jammer's not gone? God damn it. Old Habits Die Hard also should have been the name of the last Die Hard movie. It's perfect. It's right there. You know, it's weird. I I never would have watched it anyway. But that said, uh, so apparently this came out a while ago and I didn't realize that. So this first came out with people that went to see Fast 9 and IMAX. Yeah. And this was accompanying that. So now the rest of us schlubs who didn't have access to an IMAX then get to watch this first five minutes, which is basically a T-Rex going head to head with another dinosaur that I couldn't possibly name. Nick, do you know what it is? You're our, you're our no, I've been playing there. Jurassic World Evolution 2 like every it. hour you're, of the you're day. The guy. I don't know. You're the Hagrid of the group. Like if anybody's going to know, you, you should know. Why do you not know this? God damn it. <sighs> anyway. It's a predator. Um, it looked predator. interesting. It's a predator. <laughs> well, I meant carnivore. Predator. I guess, but yeah. <laughs> um, I I thought it was interesting footage. It didn't really get me that much more excited for the film. And what I also learned was that this footage will not be in the movie. No, so, I thought no. that was the opening to the movie. Nope. nope. The drive-through. I mean, the drive-in has to be. I'm so, I'm happy about that. I, I am. Now you've told me that, that's actually made me feel a bit better about watching it. Okay, let's hear it. Why? Why is that? Well, because that that to me felt like it was just a a like a promotion for the special effects of a movie that's going to have dinosaurs. I actually I thought that this is the first five minutes. This is this is boring as fuck. It's just wonderful shots. Don't get me wrong. The special effects and everything were great, but 
I was like, I don't understand why, how, how did the dinosaurs breed this much? If we're scared of them, how have we let so many of them grow? And how, how did no one in that fucking driving not notice a Tyrannosaurus stomping around? I don't care that they're making out in the back of a car. You would hear that shit. And how, when you're in a helicopter, do you lose something that fucking big when you were literally 20 meters away from it? Oh, we've lost it. What the fuck? It doesn't happen you're in Jurassic tracking World dinosaurs. You were tracking dinosaur helicopter and you lost it. That I, that I just thought, that's just fucking stupid. This is going to be the only in five minutes. I'm not going to enjoy this film. Now so, you just made me happy because apparently well, that's not going to be in the film. <laughs> and so I think that's part of the confusion. Some of what I saw being reported was that it was the first five minutes. And indeed, when I introduced the story, I called it the first five minutes. Um, but it is also being called a prologue. And the rap is saying that this will not be in the film. So did you guys um, ever see the short they did? Battle at Little Big Rock or something? Yeah, we were really excited for it. We talked about the show. Yeah, I couldn't remember if we talked about it. that. Was grade A Jurassic Park filmmaking? Will that be in the, the movie? That Jurassic won't be in the movie either, right? No, no, no. That was the short. That's showing what the world's like. Yeah. That one, that's nothing to do with the movie. That was the, that was also showing off special effects. Where he's like, we're using more practical stuff, and I'm doing more Spielberg esque shots, like the baby hanging in front of the T Rex. <laughs> it's just really well made. But um, okay. yeah, I don't know. They keep letting me down, but I'm excited to see another Jurassic World. It's kind of like Fast and the Furious for me. It's like, I don't care how bad they get. I'm watching Jurassic movies. Well, here's the thing for me. the I thought the opening to the last film was fantastic. The best part of that movie the, by far. And then it just dropped off a fucking cliff. Like, they set up that beginning so well. And it was so, so frightening. And like, yeah. And then it just went, no, like, it could not keep that energy for even the next 10 minutes. And I was just Remind so. Remind me again how it opened, Jonesy. How did it? So it opens up? with they go so to the good. park it, from the first movie. The island? No, so off? they go to the island where the park was, and they are trying oh, to yeah. get they open something the from underneath the water. Yeah, and then they open up the gate, and whatever fish was underneath there gets out, and then and they see it like fly over and stuff. Oh, and the T Rex just they're like get over here, and the T Rex comes out from behind, and you have all the, like. They have the yellow raincoats. It just looks like it's a Jurassic Park scene more than the stuff they've been doing with Jurassic World. It just, that felt very nostalgic compared to Jurassic amazing. World. It was amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I would, I thought that that was probably one of the best openings to any of the Jurassic Park movies. Like I was just super into it. And it was I don't think I've ever went from liking a movie so much to <laughs> disliking it um, yeah. in the same span of time. So just because yeah. Colin Trevorrow can do a, well, the last one he didn't do, but just because he can do Battle at Little Big Rock or whatever, and uh, this five-minute sequence doesn't mean we'll get a good movie the entire time because maybe we've yeah. seen his best stuff. Yeah. So, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Just remind, rem- I, I, the last movie was the one where they were trying to sell the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, they brought them all to the middle. Yeah, the clone little right, girl that, yeah. who was like, oh, they're just like me. Like, no, the fuck they're not. Yeah, okay, yeah, now now I remember. And I do that. I think that was one of the they all, all the dinosaurs or lots of dinosaurs ran out into yeah. into nowhere. And I think that's what's confusing me about this. How did so many of them become how did so few suddenly become so many? How come we couldn't get them under control so quickly? I'm I mean, maybe that's all going to be explained. Maybe people let them breed and stuff, but surely once they discovered that a few dinosaurs escaped we could have rounded them up because they're not exactly inconspicuous, are they? Well, we also had like companies leaving with them, like terrorist organizations and different 
countries. Some, did some get away? See, boxes. I don't remember that, Nick. Some of them escaped, yeah, but they were also on yeah. trucks going all over the world because gotcha. different well, companies had bid on them that. and bought them. Yeah, but, like Jonesy obviously tapped out towards the end of that film and didn't really take pay much attention towards what was happening. So you're saying so it wasn't just the ones that ran free, but there were some that they sold a bunch to governments and, and terrorist okay, gotcha. organizations because they're weapons. That was the whole point of so, them even training them in Jurassic World. Was I'm kind of curious about that, right? So the sale happened, but did those people leave before the mayhem? They had and a few action. shots of trucks leaving okay. with dinosaurs in them. Interesting. Even if it was the next day or something and the sun was out, they had video of trucks loaded up with dinosaurs. Yeah, I think I, I will say that they're just like me. One of my friends, I didn't realize he was making a joke. Yeah, that was awful. I didn't realize he was making a joke, but he's like, who in the world would go to a drive-in movie theater when they know dinosaurs are around? And it was a COVID joke. Where it's like, who in the world would yeah. go outside when... <laughs> there's death everywhere oh we do that we do that all the time yeah like people are saying that whole statement about you know avoid it like the plague like i guess we're gonna have to change that statement because that's not what people do jump on it's not real human behavior jump on it like the plague (laughs) (laughs) mix on drugs drugs are working i can't tell is that a booster is that a booster nick or is that just now no we don't know well, well, the booster Nick is also a Nick that hasn't slept since like 4 a.m. but late in bed in pain. So also getting tired, Nick. It's like Schrodinger's Nick. We don't know what it is until the joke comes out. Which which will it be? Booster Nick or Nick? We don't, know. we don't know. But what we do know is that Netflix is closing in on making a Mass Effect TV show. And I think I only threw this in here. There's like no other news other than that. Uh, so between... Wheel of Time, Lord of the Rings, The Expanse. Netflix is fucking going after it. And this is mm-hmm. one of the properties that is more exciting to me than anything else. Now, I never read The Expanse books. And after watching the show, I'm super into it. But this is the one that they've got that's got me excited before it even comes out. Um, the only thing that concerns me about it is that it's a video game that's about choice. And that's kind of mm. the thing that got people into it. And so... Aside from what they did at the end of the third game, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when they start to canonize certain choices. Um, Like even between the first and second game, like people died or lived based on your decisions and you either got to ride or die with those characters in the second and third game or never saw them again because they died in the first. So it'll be interesting to see what they do next. Either you have any familiarity with this series? I I played... I bought the remake pack of the first three. I haven't beaten yeah. the first game because I'm on, I'm on a like I'm on a boss, but it takes you also forty minutes to get to the boss without a save. So <laughs> I stopped. I've been enjoying it very much, but I stopped. And this is why it's funny when I think of a TV show version of it. Is that when I was playing this game, I was like, they should make a Star Trek game like this. And I'm like, wait, this is Star mm. Trek. There's like a Federation and like people in charge and. So I imagine the show would be very much, well, I mean, but like, you know, certain races are in charge and I've like been, had like space travel longer than humans. And there's the ancient, all the ancient stuff going on. Yeah. So I almost imagine it to be Star Trek-y, probably with more action. Yeah. I don't think that that's wrong. I think that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, I was like, I wish it was a Star Wars Trek game. Oh, wait, it is a Star Trek game. I'm really curious whether or not this is true. So earlier this year there was a tease from henry cavill that he may or may not have some um 
uh, some relation to this series. So I think it would be completely crazy if he turned out to be either Shepard or Garrus or one of the other big name characters from this series. Um, I would also love it if they got Keith David to come back and reprise his role as one of the characters from the series. But um, I'm ex- I'm excited for it, but also a little cautious. We'll see what happens next. It's so far off, but it sounds promising. I mean, we have a lot to learn about it. We have a lot to learn about the Halo show, for Christ's sakes. We've just seen like teaser footage. They probably haven't shot any real footage. Going back to Super 8's trailer, but <laughs> bringing Super 8 back around, figure 8 in it. Um, we got two, three, three trailers uh, that we can burn through super quick. Uh, one of them, Danny was super excited about. So we got the Super Pets trailer, uh, which yeah. features Crypto, the super dog. And you said you were excited. Were you actually excited for it? I could like, I, I'm taking you at your word that you were actually excited for this when you were. I, I, I was. I, it were you was being cheeky? Excited. It was excited with a little bit of sarcasm because. God damn it! You need to write like a. No, listen. You've got to write like an S after that. So I know that you're being sarcastic. Because I thought you were like genuinely pumped for this. And I was like, oh, let me put this well, shit in the stories. I, I, it did look fun, not super fun, but it just looks so much more fun than any other DC shit that's coming. So that's why I was trying to be excited. <laughs> I mean, keeping because with it our theme like, of okay, Henry I don't Cavill. have to worry about this being part of a multiverse fucking Flashverse <laughs> Flashpoint. This is just all the pets. Crossover with Teen Titans Go. No, I don't need yeah. that. Nick. Don't, don't fucking. I'm just trying to enrage the dragon inside um, you. So I am mildly excited, Jonesy, but I was more happy that it had nothing to do with any of the other shit that was going on. It just looked like it actually looked like a little bit of fun. Not, not super uh, hilarious at the moment, but it did look like fun. I'm excited about. It. I'll watch it. I I'll hate you. I hate it. you. I dug in deep on this, and I was like, you know what? This could actually be pretty good because what I did do is I looked up the cast and it is okay. absolutely fucking immense, stacked. Yes, yeah, so we've got Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Kevin Hart, John Krasinski, Kate McKinnon, Diego Luna, Kevin Conroy, um, <gasps> Natasha Leone, Mark Marin, Jamil Hill, and Ben Schwartz. God damn, so that's I went back and watched it again to see if I could pick up on all their voices on all the different characters because there was a certain point where the the, the trailer jumped yeah. quite a lot and had lots of people talking. So I went and watched it again to go, okay, that's him. He's doing that. She's oh, fuck it, I missed that one. So I quite enjoyed doing that once I saw that cast list come up at the end. It was it's immense. Really, well, there's some talent yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah they're not half assing it. Assing it. It didn't seem like it was a high profile project when they announced it. I felt like it was going to be like an HBO Max movie or something, but yeah, it's going to be a big theatrical release or at least intended to be a big theatrical release. Like Secret Life of Pets meets DC, basically. Never seen that movie. I've just, that's the only reference I have for the trailer, it. The trailer was better than the film. I hope the film's better than the trailer on this one. But the trailer yeah. for Secret Life of Pets was great when that heavy metal thing kicked in and all the dogs were headbanging. I thought, oh, this movie's <laughs> going to be like this. Brilliant. But it wasn't. <laughs> i do have a theory about the movie i don't know Uh-oh. if i've said this before um i feel like one of the reasons they're making this movie is dc's making everything else so unattainable to children like they're spending their time making batman too dark and superman too dark and you know Zack snyder's justice league and r-rated suicide squad that they're lacking in the material for kids so like we'll do super pets that way we get Batman's for adults now. So we'll, we'll show them uh Batman's dog or whatever. I feel like that's a poor substitute. Like I, if that's true, I hope that's, I really hope that's not the thinking because for the people who are like, Oh, you know, we want 
X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. Like pets is not an acceptable. No, but it's just that I, we discussed it before that I think DC is aiming these, you know, cartoons we grew up with comics. We grew up with, they're all aimed at adults now. But the deep, the, yeah, they do that. I guess it could be said that they're relying on the animation because the 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 Lego stuff they did, Lego Batman, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That's another good one. More of the, the kiddie side of things. But I, but I do Harley think Quinn's. I do right. think I there's... Say, I, not I Harley still haven't Quinn seen that. Not, we don't get that. Not um, Young that. Justice. Young Justice. Yeah, I heard Harley Young Justice Quinn, is pretty adult. The new Batman will probably skew more adult. PG-13 so, probably, I'm thinking. Or yeah, TV, yeah. whatever. So, yeah, I was... Yeah, I, I haven't seen those. We don't get those. I'm desperate to watch the, the definitely the Harley Quinn one. I didn't even realize they'd done the other ones because we just don't. HBO Max is just not a thing that I get to see or, or what's going on. But there is scope there to not just keep making the kids stuff cartoony. There is something they can do. Surely there's a middle ground. Um, so I don't don't think this movie is just to uh, like aim at the younger audience. Uh, I think there is some stuff they could do. That was my yeah, pessimistic side that would have pissed off Jammer more than you guys bringing up that theory. Unfortunately, he's not here. <laughs> we probably would have argued about that for a little bit. Did you see, speaking of not being able to get stuff in your country, did you see the Star Trek flip-flop that they had in the last week? Where like, oh, yeah, that was interesting. Where those, what, it was only going to be available on Paramount+, Plus, and Paramount+, Plus wasn't even launching until next year. So they're like, sorry, right. Star Trek fans, you have to wait a couple months to watch new Star Trek. And when they did it, right? So it was right yeah. before the premiere of the new season of Discovery. And like days before. internationally on Netflix. Yeah, because I haven't like got access to the new season yet. But So I what they did was they put they it on Pluto course. TV. And it was like... Uh, like Nick said, it was like a flip flop, and so I saw on Twitter Wilson Cruz was like, "Hey, yeah, he's one of us for the international audience to be able to see this." And so, I, in my Twitter feed, I have lots of Trek fans, and I guess a lot mm-hmm. of those people are international as well. And there was a huge hue and cry uh, that went out when Paramount did this. I mean, and to be fair, it was a completely shitty move, especially to do it with no warning, yeah, and right before the new season drops. So mm. it was nice that they were able to make this happen in such a short amount of time. So what did explain, tell me again what they did. So it was on Paramount so, Plus, right? And, and it always Netflix, has been. Netflix internationally had been carrying Star Trek Discovery. Because that's where I, I saw it. As well. yeah. Netflix. And right. like the week that the new season of Star Trek Discovery was going to premiere, they pulled it from Netflix and oh, the shit. show would only be available on Paramount Plus, which doesn't launch internationally until next year. Like it would be like Go five on. to six months. That's why I, I haven't seen it on Netflix yet. I would have yeah. been watching it had I seen it come up on my continue right. watching, you know, because it's obviously on my, what I've watched the last Does season. Does it come so. out week to week? Yes. Um, well, that's what. Overseas? So they okay. changed it back yeah. then, Jonesy. Sorry, I've cut you in thread there, buddy. What? No, they so put it on a new. A so they put channel. it on a different Pluto platform. TV. There's yeah. another platform called Pluto TV, which is You can watch in there week to week. And so Wilson Cruz, who plays uh, Doctor Colbert, uh, you know, he pronounced it on Twitter like, "Hey, we fought for this, so you folks, international audience, could get this." And so now everybody overseas uh, who has access to Pluto TV will be able to watch Star Trek Discovery like the same time as everybody else. Okay. Well, I've not even heard of that TV show. It's not one that I don't think we get here. But I've, it's an app. So it's, it's just an app, app on you your download. TV. Or yeah, Xbox you should or try. See if you can get it. 
It's just okay. an application. Yeah. Oh, okay. If it's just, just an app, then hopefully it's not been yeah. restricted here because sometimes we have some stuff restricted for mm. whatever reasons here. So yeah. I'll, I'll have a look. Yeah. And, and I'll just, just okay. say Hulu. the season so far has been phenomenal, I think. But yeah, you guys seem to have enjoyed it based on your, your Twitter feeds. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Um, this last episode, like I'm, I'm struggling with it a little bit and, and I can't tell if it's a plot or character thing, meaning are they just doing a thing with a character that is necessarily creating tension or is it, it did I just not like something that they did with the plot? And I think I'll have to wait until we get further into the season to decide. But book, like you said, Nick, last night on Twitter is like he's fucking. He's the guy this, this season. season. Yeah. yeah. So he I was kind of emotional weight too, not just yeah. like doing a great job flying around and being a badass, but yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward. To I'm a little worried. Out. Not spoiling the most ep- recent episode. But I'm a little bit worried about the, what they set in place without really researching what they set in place. Because it didn't feel like it was about the anomaly, but, you know, in a space seed way. I don't where, know what you mean. Okay, fine. They wake it. up the alien species that they know nothing about. And they just I'm boiling it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that that actually does mean something. Me too, because it seems to be separate from the anomaly storyline, unless they're going to crash into each other. I think that's the one thing that I don't like about this season is every season it has been like this big universe ending thing. And it would be nice if they brought it closer to home. And I I know that that's what uh, Strange New Worlds is going to be, right? That's going to be more your episodic type thing. But this is too much for me every season like we save the universe from this other like other otherworldly haha anomaly it's like come on like the but intelligence if it was the aliens two. i would like that yeah i would like that yeah it just gave me no. bad vibes i'm like this has to tie into the series more and this not, might not end well for the main characters fingers crossed i i hope that 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 has some sort of impact but we'll see we'll see what happens. anyway that was a star trek tangent for the week it wasn't on the news but <laughs> Mm-hmm. But we did it we did it folks Dad, um, just quickly is that the logo for the puto one does that yes. look familiar yeah, that's it cool. That's okay, the one. cool you got it there um in addition to the trailer for super pets we also got a trailer for the matrix it's all wb right i think i feel like they dropped all of their yeah trailers all the trailers we're going to talk about are wb yeah, I all think. of them all of them uh so we got a new trailer for peacemaker it's much longer than the other one and we got to see a little bit more of what this show is going to be about. So apparently they have, in addition to reviving Peacemaker, who we thought was initially dead at the end of, or towards the end of Suicide Squad, uh, it looks like they have asked him to kill a kid. Or And part of that is that they thought that he was a quote unquote son of a bitch. And he is struggling to do that and doesn't actually want to. And so they have added some depth and some pathos to this character that was previously absent and looks pretty good. Like, I think I was already on board, but it looks even better to me. Um, Nick, you posted this story in the chat. What do you think? Um, I didn't like it as much as the other shorter trailers or even like the clip where he's in the hospital <laughs> gown talking about Aquaman or whatever with the guys like, dude, we smoked weed together. Like, <laughs> But it was still funny. 
Um, I was, I'm a little surprised. It doesn't, I thought it would look higher quality since it's an HBO Max show. It doesn't look as good as the Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows. It looks like, it doesn't look as bad as the Berlanti shows either. It just looks like it could have been like a Netflix series in the I, era. Of, it looks like, about it, the same quality as Hawkeye. I didn't think it looked as good. Just, I don't know. It's probably because there's way less action in it because that's how you have to do these shows. And there's a lot more character development, like you said in the trailer. And I don't know anything about this fucking vigilante character, but he seems hilarious. <laughs> Without the mask, it's like, what a loser. <laughs> so Danny, I'm excited. You... Next month. Next month. Uh, yeah, January. 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 Yeah. Dane, did you get a chance to watch it? I haven't yet. I'll, I I haven't seen the link yet, but um, I was on board with the last trailer, so you know it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what this one is, and it'd have to be really, really awful to, for me not to be interested in watching it when it comes out next year. Yeah, I was that 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 last trailer, the actual trailer, what I thought was brilliant, really sold okay. me on it. Yeah. All right, that should be good. Um, so last up in our WWE trailers and the last of our news for this week, we got a new another matrix resurrections trailer uh i'm curious is this a little bit too much although at least in this trailer uh it was a lot of no pun intended deja vu right so we get mm-hmm. oh, actually that's the name of the trailer and so we oh. got a lot of clips from the past movies and there was a voiceover from trinity and a little bit from uh neo talking about you know maybe this isn't the story you think it is and things of that nature Most we the got glitch to or actually line. see lawrence yeah, glitches. yeah yeah i was actually what's interesting about the trailer is that at first i thought it's really cool paying respect to the legacy and stuff but then by the time you get to the end of it it's like all original matrix movies available on hbo max now so i was like oh it was kind of more of a trailer for yeah it's like watch this shit before the new one comes out but there is some really trippy stuff in the trailer from footage we haven't seen yet what do you think was trippy let's hear it like uh trinity's like face kind of like melting but not like the way the code works but there's like a scene where it's kind of melting it's just there are a few more visual shots like that and it's kind of the way they compare the two morpheuses since we're that's the one actor not returning. We don't know what the hell's going on with new Morpheus or computer program Morpheus. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing that jumps out between uh, this trailer. And there was a Japanese trailer we got uh, over the last week where at least to me, it appeared that. So the little robots that made up the Deus Ex Machina's face in Matrix Revolutions. So the giant baby head was made yeah. up of tiny little robots there is a screenshot from the Japanese trailer and it is of Morpheus looking like he is being formed by the same robots. That was my theory. Yeah. And I'm not particularly excited about that. And what I do, the other thing that jumped out to me about this, this, the deja vu trailer was the line where Neo is talking about, I never thought I was the one, but she always did. And so I'm curious, are we going to get a little bit of retconning and Neo will no longer be the one, even though his name is literally an anagram for the one, but. Who named that kid? I guess it was his hacker name. Yeah, that was his hacker name. Mm-hmm. Well, it was Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson helps his landlady take out the garbage. <laughs> Danny, what do you think? 
Um, yeah, I was the same as Nick on this one. When it ended and I saw the advert for the, it felt like it was an advert for the other film. So then that made me think, well, maybe this isn't too much footage from the new film. And they were trying to show you how they're linked. Who doesn't know they're fucking linked would be, would be the question to that, right? Um, yeah, I wasn't bought or sold on less of it. It's just obviously opened up a lot more questions like what the fuck is going on this is going to be really cool but with the visuals that weren't trying to trick you into connecting the films I'm still really impressed with them the the should we say the last time it was bullet time first right where it was dodging all the bullets this time it seems to be the whole um like um well they had like reception hallway going on that's it thanks Nick that's exactly what I was looking for where they're rotating what looks like they're rotating corridors and the cameras uh uh, rotating in an opposite direction to give you that uh, special 3D kind of effect of the action. So to me, that makes it exciting for me because it looks like they're testing new technology like they did with Bullet Time. So they're trying new shit to make it not look the same as the original three films from a special effects point of view. Um, so that, that looks makes it look really cool to me. So I'm excited to see the action stuff. The rest of it, the morphing of characters, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that, that's hopefully they're going to explain all that shit. But uh, I'm interested to ask you, though, Jonesy, I don't recall that bit with the little robots and stuff. So what are you concerned about? And Nick, what was your theory regarding that then? So Make that is not in the trailer that we watched. That is, in, that is not in the Deja Vu trailer. There was another trailer that got released, I think, last week. And Keanu Reeves introduces the trailer to the Japanese audience. And so it's a trailer okay. with slightly different footage and one of the clips that you see and i'll send it to you in the chat um it is of morpheus being formed by the tiny little robots that make up the baby head the deus ex machina that was at the end of matrix revolutions so do you remember revolutions the second one or the third one sorry third Third one one. so do you remember neo is having a conversation with a giant floating head I just don't remember that. Oh, yes. Uh, now, you, now you've said that. Gotcha. Because yeah. honestly, the films the films have kind of washed out of me. I just remember a 30-minute conversation with the with the computer major computer Giant program baby. with the guy with the white beard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now you've said that. I gotcha. Right. That giant Shit. head is actually called yeah. the Deus Ex Machina. And the face is formed by tiny little robots that come out of like these little holes in it. So there is a scene in the Japanese trailer where it looks like the same thing is happening, except they form Morpheus. So why does that concern you? Because I don't. mm, Are you thinking the Morpheus is a a bad guy to try and dumb it down? Either he is that he is either a machine, um, that he's probably really dead, that he's a machine. And a couple of other things. Like, I just, I don't, as as a super cool character that I liked from the originals, I don't know that I would like it if they had him either working for the machines, being dead, or something of that nature. But that's probably... So you can, are you worried that the Morpheus that we already know, Lawrence Fishbourne's character from the first three, as being potentially made up of machines as well, or just this new one? Oh, no. right. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah. That would suck if it was, it would definitely suck if it was the previous three, if they were implying that he was a machine all along. Yeah, lot. just this that, one. That would suck. Because I okay. remember um, back when we talked about some quote from the actor who plays Morpheus, where he's like, yeah, he's like, he's not, he's Morpheus, but he's not. And he's like trying to grow and stuff. And my pitch, or at least my 
takeaway from that was like, well, what if Morpheus is a machine who's like learning to be a good guy or, you know, like a program, not necessarily a machine human. Yeah. Wants to be human. And I just, I don't know. I don't really don't know what's going on, but I also have a theory that, uh, based on the last trailer that, uh, waking them up is also a, is also a simulation. So they they double simulated this time. So like you get out of the matrix and you're still in another simulation with robots yeah. and stuff. I mean, they threw out a couple of interesting lines. So in addition to the the one um, that I've already said, there was another one where he said, words to the effect of, why would you use old code to make something new? And then someone said, maybe this isn't the story you think it is. So yeah. that to me makes me think we're about to get some retconning um, of a couple of things, but we'll see interesting but that would worry me in a sense then that it just means it's going to be turtles on turtles on turtles all the way down whether just every time you wake up from the matrix you're not really waking up you're now in another matrix you're not really waking up you're now in another matrix you're not really and so on and so on and so on yeah okay but uh, uh, where where the kick comes from (laughs) need that kick music but it looks great. Keanu looks great in it. I think the, I love the way the they demo. made him look older and different yeah. or whatever you want to call it looks great. But the guy never seems to look fucking older though, right? I mean, no. there's a scene in like the mirror. But I, I love yeah, they let him just keep the beard and the the hair that yeah. he uses for every movie but rather than being like, no, you just look more like old said, me. It's like, this you said, Keanu. let him keep it. I'm willing to bet that they were like, hey, listen, you got this you contract need to. to finish out these fucking John Wick movies. You better not shave the goddamn beards. So it's mission impossible yeah. situation yeah gonna, all over again gonna edit out his beard <laughs> and post yeah superman return yeah Whoa. every cavill moment would be tash <laughs> you guys already talk about some movies we got some movies to talk about um so i'm willing to truncate one of these conversations to have a longer conversation about one so bruised is one where i think we've all seen it and I mean, no spoiler here. I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't think it is a uh, film that is worthy of Halle Berry's talent. But she directed it too. There, she did direct it. She didn't write it though. And whew, man. And so there are a couple of things about this movie. So it has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. It has a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. And oddly enough, there's not a critic and audience score. I don't know what that <laughs> means. I've never seen that. Um, Although it says it has 100 ratings, there's no quantification of what the audience thinks of this movie. And I've Mm. never seen that before on Rotten Tomatoes. So um, I thought that that was pretty fascinating. Danny, you're the pugilist of the group. (laughs) Um, I, I walked into this film and I was, again kind of expecting one thing and there were some things that I assumed from the trailer and probably shouldn't have. And I walked away kind of meh about the movie. Like it was fine. It was entertaining for what it was, but I could not help but think of warrior and Creed yeah. and yeah. Uh, Rocky to some extent and yeah. hoping that that's what I would be getting and didn't. So you tell me what you thought of this film. I was, I was torn most of the way through from enjoying a lot of the performances. I forget the actor's names. I'm terrible at this, but the actor that played Halle Berry's boyfriend, I thought he. I thought you were going to say the actor that played Halle Berry. 
<laughs> yeah what's her name um but i thought he was great so because i've seen him in a couple of things before I've, i can't remember what i even seen him in but i i no um uh the one with Kiefer sutherland on netflix um lone survivor, lone survivor, survivor. Designated survivor. yeah so he plays his right hand man in that and I, and so to see him in this kind of role was quite a surprise but he did really well so so basically i i saw the the cast doing a really good job until it got to the things that involved what the the story was about, the other side of the story, mother-daughter relationship, coming of age, etc., and not coming of age, um, um, repenting for past mistakes. But then the octagon stuff, the UFC stuff, the fighting stuff, that was just fucking awful. It, it really <laughs> wasn't good. No, it it wasn't, you know, she's meant to be a UFC champion or 10 professional fights, but the way they choreographed the fights, the way they showed the fighting, even when they were sparring, I was like, that's that's how beginners would learn to do it. That's not someone that knows their way around a ring. And then the final fight itself was that's just that's just awful. You it it took me out of the film. It took me. I don't believe it anymore. I don't believe this character uh, has gone through as much as she's gone through because that's not how you would actually fight. For me to really buy into her character coming back or making that mistake and losing that championship fight, I really needed to see her really showing that she knows what she was doing in the ring and that the the, the fight sequences the jujitsu whatever they were going to go for whichever they focused yeah. on needed to be good and i needed to buy into it and it just wasn't so that for me kind of ruined all of the hard work that i think halle berry and a lot of the supporting cast did as far as their characters go the hard work was kind of ruined a little bit by that stuff even the little training montage i'm looking at it going there's no reason for her to be training like that. There's no, why would you throw in the fucking HUD, whatever river that was to get cold water exposure? There's safer ways of doing it, but they're not going to give her a fucking disease that's going to knock her out for two weeks before the fight. That I get what they were trying to do, cold water therapy, building up, um, you know, uh, resilience, et cetera, but that's not how you do it. How Rocky did it was how you do it. You, you fight in a freezer or, or you right. know what I mean, those kind of things. So it just didn't, then she was doing one thing with a kettlebell, jumping over something and then doing all this stuff. I'm like, that's Rocky from 1979 or whatever it is. Right. The modern day way of training is not like that. So I get what you're trying to do, but you did such a piss poor job of it that you've now taken me out of all the other good stuff that you did. So that's how and I, I think about it. That it's last point that you made really matters because I think Rocky holds a special place in people's heart for the nostalgia at this point, but nobody looks at it and says that is accurate to what a boxer would be doing or should be doing or how a fight would occur. Yeah. As we've moved yeah. through the decades and Stallone has taken it more and more seriously that has yep. evolved to the point where we got to warrior and creed Correct. and yep. all of these other things that have more um, engaging and more realistic training and fights and things of that nature. So yeah. I, I agree with you there, Nick. Do you remember the, the choreography of the fight in creed was, was brilliant. The way they did the fight scenes, because you actually short of actually hitting each other with a hundred percent power behind it. They were actually boxing. They were laying gloves on each other and it was fucking no. great. So Michael B. Jordan actually got knocked out 
Oh, brilliant. Oh, well, I, I, yeah. just as I said, I really? do remember some, but I thought that was a, like a mistake punch, a bit like when... It was. Uh, you still got knocked the fuck out. out Robbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I meant was that they were meant to be pulling the punches sure. a little bit, but or something went wrong. But it just, it made it look real, right? And obviously the, the fight choreographer that they got in made that again, because then I really felt that he was in that fight. And so I was bought into it. And unfortunately with this, this latest film, uh, I, I wasn't. It took me out. Uh, sadly, because I do think there were some good performances. There was a couple of things with the story that threw me, the relationship between her and her trainer, them splitting up before the fight, that didn't make a lot of sense because it didn't affect her in the fight. So I don't know why they needed to do it that way. I think they could have split them up after the fight. I needed you with me. This is when I needed you. I needed you for this moment. I needed you in in the ring with me or next to me. But now it's over. I've got my daughter. That made a little bit more sense. But that was a minor thing. It was uh, that was a little bit odd to me. That wait, do you mean son? Manny, you said I've got my daughter. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yes, no. I apologize, Andy. Yeah, the, the daughter, uh, the son. Sorry, I, okay. I don't know what I was thinking of. The, the daughter. Yeah, yeah, the son. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just because I got that they got, got together, and I got that she needed her, and I got that they started a relationship. But I think that that could have carried them all the way through to the end of the fight. She could have been the person that slapped her on the face and said, come on, you got this and all that. Oh, they got the guy from Dune for that. It's the only other thing I recognize him from. He was was a non non part leading to that point, though, wasn't he? He was just in the background a little bit. He was just like sitting at the gym half the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly. Yeah, you remember her? She's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, but that was uh, that was a minor point. Um, like you, Jonesy, overall, it was a bit meh, a bit disappointing. So, it tried to be many things and unfortunately didn't hit any of them. I would say this, and I'll, I'll kick it over to Nick immediately. I agree with you and I disagree with you only because I think that the story that they were trying to tell with that is that all of these people that she met along the way that were supposed to do that, to be there for her and with her, we're not. And she's in okay. that ring by herself. So gotcha. Bobby was gone. Um, the guy that you were talking about, the the guy that played Desi, gone. Yep. Immaculate, gone. Uh, even her son, gone. All of these gone. people yeah. that should have been in her, in her mom, all these people that should have been in her corner. When you're in that ring, it's just you. And yep. from that perspective, I get it. But I think that they could have done better work in explaining that if that's what they were actually going for. No, that's fair. That could be. Yeah, I could. I certainly didn't get that until you potentially just put that out there. Then, so yeah, that, that just my... and that's probably just me reading too much fucking into it. They could have just, yeah. you know, I think that yeah. they. I think, like I said, I think that they could have done better work in explaining that. Yeah. Nick Dahl, thoughts, feeling on bruise. Interesting that I, I was going to split it over two nights because it's not my kind of movie. I actually mm-hmm. watched it all the one night. It's positive. Um, you guys are absolutely wrong. I hate when people are like, that's not a sports movie. It's like, just because someone has a personal life, this is still a sports movie. Because you guys were like, it's not a sports movie. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> did we say sports it's not a sports movie? movie? Someone did. Because I was like, I don't like sports movies. And someone in the Slack was like, it's not a sports movie. I hear I that mean, all it- the time with movies like Fighter and stuff. And it's like, yeah. isn't it though? Like, just because they have personal lives, it's still, and the, you know, obviously the main plot's about her and her child more than coming yeah. back. But still, it's a sports movie. She trains for half the movie. She opens with the big fight. It ends with the big fight. Like, if I, I said that, I meant what, it in so far as it's not 
the fights aren't good and the training isn't good. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what I meant. That's what I was going to say. Exactly what I was going to say. Because people... the sports part of it wasn't very good. Okay. You can make it a sports movie. Because <laughs> yeah. people are always like, like, oh, Moneyball isn't a sports movie or uh, Creed isn't a sports movie. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Who said that? No one said that. No Definitely I've heard the Moneyball one. My friend's like, you like it. I'm like, I don't like baseball. They're like, it's not a baseball movie. Yeah, it I'm is. Like, what? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. 100% it is. Like the yeah. whole context is sports. And it was my least favorite of the things that we're going to talk about today. It was the least favorite. Yeah, because we um, have three more, right? Three more? Technically, more. Ghostbusters really quick. No. Oh, no, what Hawkeye either. Did... Me and Danny hadn't seen Ghostbusters last time. How much time you got? Um, so do you have anything else to say about Bruce? I wouldn't recommend no. it. What you said would not? Would not. Okay. Even um, if you like sports movies. <laughs> even if you like sports movies. What I do find interesting about this, so the last thing I will say about Bruce is that it is the number one movie on Netflix right now, which is kind of sad because I like I said, I, I think that um she this if if she was gonna have a performance in a movie and something that did that, this shouldn't have been it, at least for me. But that said, she has gotten a really good deal from Netflix now. And so she is going to be making movies for and with them for a while now off the backs of the performance of this film. So from that perspective, good for her. She got a very good deal. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she has a multi-picture deal with Netflix now based off this. Nice. Good for her. It's good to see her back. I haven't seen her in a while. Before. Yeah, it feels like. So. What are you talking about? She was in John Wick. I didn't see John Wick, but I remember her in the trailer. You're right. You didn't see her at all, so she's been in stuff. I forgot. Well, I said, that's why I said I haven't seen her. I didn't say she hasn't been around. I said I haven't seen her in a while. Um. So, Cowboy Bebop. You guys want yeah. to talk some Bebop? Yeah. Um, I'm, I got to say this. I really like talking shows and movies with the two of you, but I'm genuinely disappointed that Jammer isn't here. Yeah. Because you need we, have, we need to Jammer. We have been, he and I have been talking about just the cartoon since forever. It comes up every time we talk about anime. Uh, We've both been excited for the show. And so here we are talking about the show and he's not here to talk about it with um, you guys who have not seen the anime. Oh, I'm sorry. And I didn't do my, I didn't do my normal thing, but give me one sec. Um, So this show currently has a what i missed my thing i'm losing it it's got a 46 percent on rotten tomatoes Ouch. and that is a that is the really uh critics yep and it's got a 54 percent from the wow. audience and it's got a 6.8 out of 10 on imdb and i can Ooh. tell you why before i ask you guys oh. what you think out the reason is because everybody that was a fan of the anime watched this and wanted the anime and this is not that. Um, there are elements of it. Like, for instance, Jet Black is fucking Jet Black. Like, that's like the, he is straight up him out of the uh, out of the show with some exceptions. Right. So he didn't have a an ex-wife. He didn't have um, a guy that he didn't like uh, that was shacked up with his wife. He didn't have a daughter. So. Uh, Mustafa Shakir just was he fucking embodied that role. Everything else, I don't know. But is 
for you all who haven't seen the anime and whoever would like to jump in first, let me know what you thought about it. You got Nick. Okay. I loved it. I'm actually shocked it has that low reviews from critics. So I guess a lot of the critics reviewing it are probably geek sites, not like mainstream. Like, nah. no, I, don't, I, I can't picture someone at the LA Times who just has to watch everything. Is like, I like the anime better. So, I mean, a lot of people who are reviewing it haven't seen it, which is why I'm shocked well, it's so low. The audience I, score is different. I don't know that I think that's a fair assessment. I imagine that people that review things on Rotten Tomatoes are people that do it because they watch a lot of stuff. And so, I, I mean, I can go through and look and take a look at those scores, but for the critics ratings, there are 71 of them. Damn. Um, so it's quite a few. And there's, I mean, seems low. I just, really, cause I just really enjoyed like the poppiness of it. Like we've kind of discussed like baby driver and Tarantino and that kind of stuff before when we only had trailers and I really like, I loved learning about the world because I knew nothing about Cowboy Bebop, you know, like the, they all fly through like a Stargate type thing and they have to like, there's a tax on it. I remember how pissed off what's his face is when he's like, I don't pay no tax. Yeah. And it's just, it's a fun bounty hunter show and with really cool fight scenes. And I really love, they, I was sold from the opening at the casino where you don't even know it was the middle of space until the going guy fired the yep. gun against the wallet tries to suck them all out um and just from there like ah, without knowing anything about the comic uh, the uh, anime version of the characters i love spike i loved uh i can't remember the girl's name on the team faye faye uh, faye valentine i liked uh who said his name was jet jet black jet black. black and then uh i actually liked vicious a lot but i really had no interest in the uh the girl Julia. issue between the two Julia. I, I more just like that they have a history where it's like, you're alive, you're my arch nemesis. It's like, I almost expected more of a Vader relationship until we got the flashback episode that explained mm. their earlier relationship. Okay. Um, and so Danny, I mean, before I kick it to Danny, I, I'll admit as well, I liked the core cast, Spike, Jet, and Faye together in their relationship, not the relationship that they had in the anime, but, and that's fine. I really enjoyed that. Um, but it was the rest of it that was kind of lacking for me. Danny, what do you think? Yeah, I, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. From like, like Nick, I love the world building that they did and tried to explain how the whole thing worked. The, the production value of it, the, the, the effects were, were of really high quality. I mean, just I noticed when, when the ship came to land on the water, that and then kind of nudged against an old-fashioned boat should we say an old-fashioned <laughs> back in them days and i love the fact that all of the planets had 1950s cars on and stuff like that like why, would you, why would you do and that? stuff like that <laughs> yeah so i really love the the visuals the production value on it the the effects and the world that they'd built um those core characters i really enjoyed watching them grow and get together i like the fact they didn't rush those relationships particularly when faye came in that was slowly brought in over three or four episodes when she eventually joined the crew etc no I, I thoroughly loved it I thought the action was great again they filmed it really well you could see what was going on and it looked real it looked good the camera work was great um and there was some wonderful really really funny good comedy moments in there when he was watching his daughter's yes. show yes yeah. that was the funniest the part of the show outside having the fight so the little <laughs> touches in the background you can barely see it because the window's kind of dirty but he's having this fucking rumble outside with, with like this, 10 this people. Gang of, uh, 
yeah and it's just that the attention to detail i guess is what i'm getting at the attention to detail both in the world building but also the comedy that's happening in and around the main characters at all times was was really good um yeah just just that stuff even the relationship between Faye and her mum the the ultimate con artist i, I enjoyed right. all of that the julia relationship i didn't buy into that felt rushed i think we we spoke about it on our slack channel dear listener and that was the only thing that i felt needed longer if it was longer i may have bought into it a bit more but the fact that that particular bit felt rushed was my only down point about it and it's a minor down point on a show that i thoroughly enjoyed and and really look forward to uh, another season which is why i was disappointed with those scores because i worry now that we might not get a second season yeah. but as long as it tries you jumping so for me it wasn't even necessarily that the story with and maybe rushed is a way to describe it for me it was the idea that she went from wanting to be safe to wanting to take over a criminal organization those mm, are not yeah. the same paths and what was frustrating is having the knowledge of the cartoon where she left, like she ran away and she was in hiding for all of these years. So the idea of a character that was just sitting around getting abused, she, yep. it, she was lowered in my esteem watching the show because of that. And when I say the show, the Netflix version, because that was not this character. She isn't a victim. And it was hard to turn my brain around from that. And so then to watch her go from being a victim to deciding that she was going to shoot Spike because she was upset about being abandoned. And then again, having the knowledge of like, well, you could have fucking left at any time. And I know that that's not necessarily true to life, but that's also not who this character is either. So those are things that made it hard to watch. It felt like the, the issues that she was having were a lot of her own making. In addition to that, I mean, I say this as nicely as I can. Vicious was a fucking bitch. Like I could not stand him. Like he, for someone to be called vicious, he was only vicious in the sense that he beat the shit out of people that were helpless. And yeah, like the flashback that, episode. He's yeah. a bully, you know what? Like he's, he's, he's the bigger a bully. bully and Spike's and like off I, to another I shit. I hated that. And I didn't, it was, it, this has nothing to do with how I felt about the anime. I, I just don't like bullies and I get that you're not supposed to like them, but even someone that is supposed to be compelling as a character, I, I didn't like that coming from him. Um, and I also didn't think that going back to the triangle between the three of them, his obsession with their relationship was even worse. Um, Nick, you said that you called it love between Spike and Julia. That's just infatuation. Yeah. And so no, I didn't right. understand saying- like, heart yeah. doesn't make sense sometimes it's like oh we had one I night get that together it sense, i love you like years yeah. and years and years just based off of this yeah. and it was just it yeah. it, it didn't, didn't feel that. well written and yeah. i think if that's where the story ends and that's where the story goes it falls flat for me because that's where the crescendo is that that uh trinity that relationship and it just falls yeah. flat yeah what did you think? So with, with that in mind, though, because you obviously were a fan and you've seen the anime, what did you think about the series on a whole? We, we talked about that a little bit. that I think we all agree is a bit an area that was a minor blemish in the whole thing. But what did you think of the show being an anime fan of the anime? Sorry. I really liked it. I thought that they did a good job. I did not expect a one to one 
translation of the anime to live action. And I didn't get that, but I love the core relationship between the three members. Um, I really like the production values, like the look mm. of the ships, um, like you guys have already the talked about. The film noir episode. Cars. Yeah, like, um, I the really like that. computer app simulation episode. They all have a very unique uh, look. I don't know about that one. I do like the, the detective noir one. That one was good. And that one is lifted for the most part straight from the anime. That is one that I think fans of the series would look for, the anime series would look forward to. Um, so I think there's a lot to own. And they do a lot of character swapping and story swapping. And none of that stuff really bothered me. It was really where they try to build out and make more of some of these characters than what they were. Um, okay. But other than that, I really did like it. I also, man, I, I'm trying to decide would I feel this way had I not watched the anime was Ed. The reveal of Ed at the end. Who the hell is Ed? That? Ed was the character at the end with the glasses. No, no, no I know, but they made a big deal oh, online when he showed up. And I'm like, what's so his she, importance later? So it's she's a, a oh, hacker. So throughout the course of this series, even the Netflix version, they mentioned her a couple of times. That they were getting tips from Radical Ed. Oh. Radical that is this character. And so she was feeding them tips about where bounties might be and this, that, and the other. That character isn't supposed to be Pee Wee Herman. And she is... Um, you know, she ebbs and she flows and there's an up and a down to the way that she talks. This was all top and it was gratiating. Like it was annoying as fuck. And oh, yeah. I must admit, it, I, I was a bit annoyed by her already and I didn't even know what, who she was or anything. So I'm like, I hope she's not huge like character all the time. Yeah, shit. huge character. And yeah. it's hard to judge from like a 10 or 15 second spot. But yeah. I also think that having watched the anime, I do think it's possible to be able to get a feel for a character very quickly. And I don't think they did a good job of getting me excited for what comes next, especially if this is what they're going for. Okay. I guess that's where Nick and I have got a, a bit of an advantage in the sense that we have no idea what's coming next. So we're excited regardless, right? We, um, apart no, yeah. from that. that to get season two. Yeah, me too um so i get that you said you wasn't what you were expecting jonesy i'm 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 guessing don't mean to put words in your mouth but you what you you did you didn't want a cut for cut remake of the anime i'm guessing you it, because otherwise why bother right if that's all you're gonna yeah. get or would yep. you like it to have stayed closer or are you happy that it was its own thing with i'm happy that they character? tried to do their own thing um i think that the I think it would have been possible to do a one for one, but why? Yeah, yeah, but that would be my that would be my well, that's why us. then. Yeah, if yeah. you've got if you'll all, you'll always have your anime. If you don't like this, you've always got that, right? And we spoke right. about that before and with and Star you Wars. Change, and stuff. Hey, you'll always have the trilogy. If that's what you love, then fucking go and love that. It's fine. And if you've got anime of the Cowboy Bebop anime, go with that because this has clearly crossed a little bit of a bridge because. Well, I know that Nick's dabbling with a lot more of the anime than I have, but I fucking love this. I've got no intention of watching any anime. But I so watched one episode. <laughs> that was going to be my question. That was going to be my question. Was this going to spur you guys to start watching it? No, I tried an episode <laughs> no. just to see how different it was. And I was shocked it was almost the same plot as the first episode, which made me think it can't be that different, but I, I didn't enjoy it, it enough to keep watching it. 
it's like, like a I'd game rather even watch thing. the live action version. <laughs> it's like a Game of Thrones type <laughs> thing, right? Where like in the very beginning, it's very similar, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay. it's very different tracks. I do think, as we said earlier, though, adaptation, you know, adaptation is not one to one. It's you combine characters, you cut characters, and the adaptations that are one to one, like the first two Harry Potter movies, are awful. But when you start shortening certain events and elongating others, like I don't know, it's like even uh, even Lord of the Rings, even the extended cut, still didn't get any Tom Bombadil. I've been disappointed about that for uh, like a decade, two decades, I think. It's the twentieth first, twentieth anniversary of Lord of the Rings or something. I'm like, even the extended cut, no Tom Bombadil. But you have to yeah. do stuff like that, otherwise you're just watching the book. Yeah, and I think with this, I'm of two minds about a couple of things, like Faye nothing so spike and Faye don't are not as much like the anime versions and i'm kind of okay with that i think probably the difference with Faye is she is designed to be a femme fatale in the anime and i guess someone thought that that wouldn't play as well for a live action version and so they nixed some of that stuff so for instance danny you pointed out that um her mother her mother in the anime is not a woman it this that that character is not a woman um the person's name is matsumoto and it is a man who built her out of all of her money and pretended like that he was in love with her and so you get to see this character that was very naive go from that to becoming this just like insane femme fatale not insane uh, very strong, strong-willed femme fatale. And that evolution is kind of missing based on what they did. And I'm not really mad at it. I do, I am curious why they made that choice. Um, okay. I don't dislike it, but it's just a very different character. And Spike is interesting because from what I recall, I don't really, I don't remember him having too much um, compunction or feeling about lying to jet about who he was and what he did and this is this is interesting that's clearly set up to be tension going forward so mm-hmm. you need those kinds oh, of yeah. kick off if i see you again i'm gonna kill you that's yeah. that's a definition of tension yeah that could which yeah. broke me so hard I, I love jet black they're so cool together like eating noodles and like getting excited when the mom's making like dumplings and shit yeah it's fun it's different uh, it's very different relationship i'll also say that i still it's a shame that you guys won't end up watching the anime because I think the ending is probably one of the best anime endings or television endings I've seen. I really enjoy the ending. I'll probably work my way through it very, very slowly. But it is, if I could do like an episode a month, I'll get to the end of it eventually. Or an episode a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it's a famous ending. So among people that have watched, like it's, it's the thing that people still talk about. And I, I don't know if you guys will feel the same way, right? It's just like, a, it's like almost like a Star Wars thing where the people that saw it at the time, mind's blown. Yeah. Um, and people years later, like, I, I guess, I don't know why you're so excited. Um, I'm curious if you guys would feel the same way at the end of the anime. You're going to have to stay curious. <laughs> um, you, should all, you should also always be curious and not judgmental, Jonesy. That is true. Always be curious, not judgmental. The other thing I want to do is I want to throw in Jammer's thoughts. Uh, So he left us a note. He said, uh, citizens of Gotham, Gotham City has earned a rest from crime, but should the, wait, no, that's not it. 
<laughs> what? I don't know. That's, that's the wrong note. That's the wrong note. Hey, oh no! It, it says, no, it says, uh, it was fun for the first half, but I found myself getting bored halfway through. Too much vicious. And he's right. Like vicious is like um he's a, he's in the background and he's he's kind of a menace that you don't really see in this thing that you're afraid of and the way they expanded his character they diminished him significantly i will agree partially with this statement like halfway through i did stop watching until we decided we were going to do it for the podcast <laughs> like i wasn't like oh quit quit i was just like oh a different show came out i'm gonna switch to this and then we were doing it for the podcast i'm like i guess i can binge five episodes today yeah. Were they all hour long? I thought it started closer to 30. I wasn't paying attention though, because when I was watching the final ones, I'm like, oh, these are like 40 minutes. And I pay attention. Yeah. Danny, do you recall? I did the whole thing. I loved the first episode so much that I went through it. Even the even the, the difficult bits like too much vicious or, or that the, the Julia story, even that I was like, no, it'll get it'll get through this in a minute. There'll be the good stuff again. And there yeah. was. So no, I was I was happy yeah. to binge the whole fucking thing. I loved it. Yeah, the whole daddy issues thing for him didn't it just fell flat for me as well um how vicious yeah like he's yeah they were things that could have been left and added into the second season i think they seemed a bit like you said johnny that it seemed to be a bit or not rushed but certainly tried to squeeze in too much stuff that didn't really pay off well enough yeah didn't buy it enough yeah uh so i assume i don't want to put words in you all's mouth you guys recommend or not recommend totally recommend comes up for me Obviously, yeah. you don't have to be a fan of the anime to enjoy it, as no. neither of us are. Definitely. <laughs> um, I think if I had to give it a rating, a rating rating, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Oh, I would have gone higher. I would have gone 7. Oh, I know. I'd say I 8. You guys would have gone higher. I like 8. It's a good number. For me, the issue, it really comes down to, like, all the changes aside, it really comes down to the villain. Um, Ed is something that they can obviously adjust but the fact that they make Julia the villain and and Vicious is just kind of like a pathetic little punk, it wasn't interesting. And that has that is regardless of my esteem for the anime, it just it it wasn't done well. And I think you need if you're going to expand the villain's story that much, they at least need to be a good antagonist, and they weren't. Fair enough. All right. So before we go. I just want to say in two sentences, maybe even less than two sentences. Loved Ghostbusters and recommend it. Love Hawkeye so far and recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go into detail past that. But yeah, Ghostbusters blew my fucking mind. It's the best experience I've had in the theater since Endgame. Just everyone was reacting. Yeah, the audience loved it. Kids aren't allowed in Alamo Draft House. So it's all, you know, either older people who saw it when they were young or people my age who appreciate it um yeah just yeah the crowd was weeping and laughing and like yeah and it was a sunday afternoon sold out show and it just it was a blast that's cool mine was uh mine was the first showing i could get here when it launched it was 10 o'clock in the morning on the imax the showing was packed and there was kids and adults there and everyone was laughing and clapping and enjoying when they were meant to uh, and uh, a few tears were shed at the end as well i thought it was really Absolutely. really good so i was super happy about watching that um, I mean, I'd heard positive stuff here on the site already, uh, you know, 99% positive stuff. And so I was kind of confident going in, but I was really pleased with how well, how much I enjoyed it. 
I'm, yeah. I'll happily watch it again on the big screen. I, I, yeah, great. Yeah, I really like how they use the title. Like, it makes sense the minute you watch the opening scene, Afterlife. So I really, I really dug how they treated that. We had, we had a different title here, remember? We had From Beyond. So really, <laughs> yeah, it still works. It still I guess. works. It it still works. The theme as close as Afterlife. Yeah. Well, but, I, I knew what the title was, but yeah, ours was called From Beyond. There must have be been some sort of Ghostbusters From Beyond. Oh, it Afterlife. does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the deal. Yeah, sorry, Jonesy. You you can wrap it up now. I think Nick and I have, uh, have agreed on the Gushed Twitter review of Ghostbusters. <laughs> I actually need to go back and listen to yours and Jammers now that I've seen it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, we both, yeah, like it we cut lot. off, didn't we? Nick? We left, yeah, we had to leave because we were actually really excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, spoiler yeah. alert, we both liked it. So, oh boy, yeah, yeah I recommend so. it to a lot of people, but no one trusts me <laughs> that the Ghostbusters <laughs> movie is that good. No one trusts me anyway. Crazy craziness. You should tell them your booster, Nick, now they believe you. Booster, Nick, <laughs> booster, Nick, booster gold, Nick. <laughs> boosted all right well dear listener that will do it for this episode of breaking geek radio the podcast for the week of what week is it 29 november 2021 if you like what you heard do all the socials like rate comment subscribe share we would definitely appreciate it also get on whatever service you're using to listen to our podcast and rate us comment and let us know what you think we would definitely appreciate it also check out other podcasts from lrm online where else but the website as well as wherever you get your podcasts nick where can you be found i'm at geeky nick doll on twitter and i also do marvel multiverse mayhem with kyle um we're finishing up our spider-man rewatch and watching that mcm i thought it was mcm MCM. no no it's different Danny, where can you be found? You can find me in the living room wrapping Christmas presents because I'm that, that organized this year. Woo, getting ahead of the curve. Watching some Star Trek Discovery on Pluto and wrapping gifts. I am now. Yep. I am now. (laughs) And you can find me tweeting and gramming at Sir Jonesius as well as right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Hostel is on you. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished! <laughs> what are we doing next week? I won't be here next week. You won't be Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. 
buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.